Welcome to You Wear It Well. Hi, I'm your host, Jeff Heiserman, physical therapist and founder and CEO of Spectrum Ergonomics and Occupational Health Services. We're at the intersection of fashion and technology, otherwise known as wearables. We look at the people, products, and research that make up this exciting world of wearables. Are you a fashion designer, electrical engineer, or someone with the dream of designing a wearable? Apply for membership to my LinkedIn group page, Biotech Fashion, and join in the discussion. Spectrum Ergonomics and Occupational Health Services provides a broad array of design and engineering professionals for your wearable project. We feature the following design specialties, pattern making, digital textile, athletic wear, sensor, fashion, exoskeleton, robotics, and mechatronics. We also offer beta testing of your wearable in our private clinic. You choose the demographics and sample size, send us the sample, and we take care of the rest. For more information, go to www.spectrumergonomics.com for more information. Well, I'd like to welcome you back to special episode here on You Wear It Well. And this will be the first in a series of interviews with adaptive fashion designers. So I wanted to take a look at that particular part of wearables, because it is a part of wearables, when we have designers that are designing clothing for people that have special needs. Why can't it be beautiful? Why can't it be highly functional as well? So I'm not going to do any more talking about it because I really don't know what I'm doing when it comes to fashion anyway. That's why I had my very special guest on today. And Miss Fernanda Bassetto has been on the show before, and she has talked a little bit about her background in establishing herself in the fashion world as a designer. But today she's going to talk more specifically about adaptive fashion design. So Fernanda, the show is yours. Thank you for being here. I'm so glad to be back. So let's start. So in terms of adaptive fashion uh, and wearables, or we have a couple of steps to follow. We start to think about uh, if we're going to have, uh, I don't know, some electronics in. So uh, we need to follow some steps. So let's get an example. If we're going to build something for elderly people, we have to think about the comfortability that is easy to wear. Some of them have some um, restrictions of wearing. Some of them uh, stays sit down almost uh, the whole day. So we need to think about some of the steps. So let's think about uh, some uh, different uh, type of uh, disabilities. If you, Jeff, would like to suggest some, let's pick one and uh, talk about Okay, uh, let's take a look at somebody that's had a stroke, um, a cerebrovascular accident, where they have an inability to move one of their arms very well. 
let's just say it's it's not completely paralyzed, but they have some movement in it, but it makes it difficult to put on a shirt or to zip up pants or to put on a belt. So let's start with that because that's a very common problem with the elderly. Yes. So let's think about the shirt that uh, you need to bottom in. So you need to have some specific uh, bottom or even a zipper that would be easier for it. We have extra tools that helps you to bottom the shirt. But let's get back a little bit how to put in. So first step is to put in. So we can have uh, like... Uh, a bit large clothes, not too tight, or you can work with the elastane in terms of fabrics that have more flexibility on it. Then second step, so we start from the fabrics, I would say. Then we go for specific things like buttons, zippers, how to put in and put out. As a designer, I used to get deep on the projects like trying to leave as much as I can how the user would be. So if you would think about someone else who had a stroke, I try to leave uh, as I'm the, in the project for a while, I try to leave as I had a stroke. So I think most of the designers uh, should start to think about this from the user's perspective. We see much uh, designs in the market that in the end doesn't fit well who really needs it. So for, for, since uh, we start the, the project, I like to see the real side of the users. So I start like a lab as I was one of the users. So then we go through the fabrics, then through the trims. And then if we have some um, electronics in, then we need to also... Think about if this electronic will be boring the, the the users, would be comfortable. Where to uh, place the the devices? Also, this is very important. And how heavy is this device? So, as you said, this example as a stroke person, I would say we would go for uh, some elastane fabric as much comfortable it could be. And and now in the market we have many different fabrics that looks like comfortable and have some technology in. So this would be the first step, fabric strings. And first of all, think as the user would be. All right, very good. Nice overview of that. Let's talk a little bit about specifically about fabrics, because I know you had put that into your um, talk just recently here. And I think that is something that's important. Uh, we often don't think about fabrics. We just put the clothes on and go. So what are some considerations for fabric in this particular? And we'll talk about those that have had strokes. What kind of fabrics would you choose if if they have electronics in them or if they don't? I don't know if it makes a difference, but we'll find out what, what are you looking for in fabrics with that particular population? So first of all, I have always, even for myself, the comfortability is the first thing the first goal I want to achieve. So I would go for a cotton, 100%. And we have some organics or not, but I would go for cotton. And then afterwards, if um, uh, the mobility is too straight, we would go for some um, uh, elastane fabric that uh, 
has more flexibility as a straight fabric doesn't have like 100% cotton would be a bit hard to to wear in so to put in so i would go for some uh, elastan fabric and now in the market we have a lot of uh, smart fabrics that gives the users some feelings as cooling heating so it would be more the necessity of the market we are trying to achieve. If we go for Nordic countries in Europe, I would go for some uh, smart fabrics that gives a plus of for the users, not just how easy to wear, but how easy to keeping the the, the clothes you are, you are wearing. Some of them are very easy, but has a lot of zippers and can be uncomfortable if you have to stand on your chair for eight hours, could be uncomfortable on the back. Some I, I saw some designs that uh, uh, you open close on the back, could be not easy to to keep the, the garment on you, on, on the users. So then we have the cooling fabrics or heating fabrics that is... Uh, getting a great place on the market right now. And I see just this growing as uh, the shirt is already invented. We cannot re rebuild something. We can adapt, but we have a lot already two sleeves. <laughs> so we can play a bit with fabrics. Go into a few more details too with our listeners about the, the, the type of fabrics. You, you mentioned them briefly. What What are some of the characteristics of say the more elastic type fabrics versus the ones that have the, the, what we would call the smart fabrics that have abilities to cool or to heat and again you talked about different markets like you know maybe the northern part of europe they're going to look more for the heating more of the cooling type materials for warmer climates in the world so give us some some more details as far as getting more in depth with those particular fabrics so we have now in the market, it's, it's a lot to, to explore because most of them are in startup uh, achievements. So they're in the beginning, but we have fabrics like cooling, heating uh, fabrics that you can introduce some electronics in. So I don't know, for a person who had a stroke, maybe has a button that you can just pop and uh, uh, call someone else or you know, ring a bell in somewhere else. Uh, so the fabrics, uh, those that particularly you are building with electronics in. So now the mart is a bit tricky because they are not washable. So the washable ones are very expensive. So it's something that we need to search more and go deeply because I see this getting uh, big in the market and helping much people. So in the sense of fabric, you have, I don't know, let's think about 100% cotton that has a plus. This could be, um, you can introduce some electronics and how they are building. So if they are thicker and or thin, so this also makes difference, the construction of the garment. And earlier too, you had mentioned about um, actual, like a, a mechatronics, we might have some actuators that go into the clothing. What kind of a challenge does that pose for you as far as the type of fabric, how tight 
Can you make a pair of pants that have these actuators or how tight do you make a shirt if it has a pair of actuators? Can it be too loose of a design where the actuator won't move the, the limb properly? What are some of the challenges that, that you see as a designer using your fashion design skills, but now having to introduce actual actuators, you know, mechanical pieces, so to speak, that actually go into the, the fabric? It's a big challenge because most of the people doesn't want to show they're wearing electronics or some devices. If you think about who had a stroke or, I don't know, some elderly people who need some extra caring, some of them, they do not understand you have a device on their clothes. So you you need to make this, as an engineer, as much smaller as you can and try to hide this on the garment. So this, you can build some tubes, you can build some pockets, but always thinking that the people doesn't want to show they are wearing some electronics. This, I think, this is the big challenge for us as a designer. I have faced this at Tonos that we are building some pair of leggings, and the, the devices are in the beginning where now we are in the. In the in a better stage, I would say. <laughs> in the beginning, it was quite big, the devices. So where you need to place the battery. So where you need to place the, the cables. The cables, the trousers uh, have elastin enough to wear, but the cables doesn't have. So you need to put in and put out. How easy would be for the users to have those electronics, those cables inside the pair of leggings. So it's a lot to think about. And I would say each project is very specific because, as I said in the beginning, I would start for the user's perspective. First of all, is my first uh, research is about the users. I have built some clothes from another startup that was for elderly people. So I went to uh, home care and I worked there for a month to understand the whole routine. So it was a deep research. It was a deep project that really needed to know how the routine works, like truly. You cannot just uh, be naive and think, oh no, it's easy. Or So it's a lot to think, but I would start as I said in the beginning, from the user's perspective, and then you go through fabrics, strings, and electronics. And the, the final goal would be to make the person looks like not a robot. <laughs> so most of them doesn't want. If you go for, I don't know, kids, they can be fun and you can bring some colors in and they, oh, they are superheroes. But once you start to talk about six plus, Seven plus is a bit more caring also. Yeah, I would say that. <laughs> I'm just thinking some challenges that if, if I was a designer is taking a look at how do you actually fix the cables that you would, for instance, in the, the Tonus project, how would you end up fixing cables into the material that you move, but yet these cables like lift up through the material as a person. So what, how do you fix cables into an actual, let's just say, for instance, the trousers, how do you fix those in where they're not obvious, whether you don't look like a robot, but at the same time, they're going to be fixed in the material. They're not going to pop out and then they don't function in the normal plane of motion that they're supposed to. 
So we can start thinking in two different types, that electrons that go out of the fabric and electrons that you can introduce in the fabric. So you can knit some electronics into the fabric. So once you're building, you do like a circular knit and then you build the electronics in. But this is the big challenge right now because we cannot wash the electronics. You think like a cable, you have the beginning and the end of the cable and you have the connectors. So the challenge is the connectors, not just to hide the cables. Then you go for, uh, now you have this graphene and some of others specific, I think that I cannot uh, be so specific like speaking because I'm not an engineer, (laughs) but uh, I see they can print in uh, some cables in the fa- on the, the fabrics, on top of the fabrics. So this would be the cables, but the challenge is the ends. So you need the ends to connect the device because the device is, is who collect the data. So you, let the, you have the cables plus the devices. So if you have a few options, you could be printing, you can be introducing, like knitting the, the cables in the fabrics, and you can build, I don't know, some tubes or some channels that you can introduce the cables. But you need to care about the fabric because, as I said in the beginning, the fabric can have elastin, but the cables not. Or the cables can have, but not the same proportion as the fabrics have. So it's, it's quite a challenge. <laughs> Yeah, I never thought about that. You know, we, we always think of like the cable itself or the wire itself, but right, there's a connector. There's the junction that goes to the actual battery or goes to maybe there's a motor, you know, that it has to go to. So let's talk a little bit about the, the power sources and where do you find is the most difficult challenge for you as a designer when it comes to power source, where to put the power source and to keep it, like you said, so people don't see that you're wearing an electronic device. So how much of a challenge is that as far as where to put it? And also, is there a challenge? Then if you can then talk about Bluetooth, because some of these objects have actual Bluetooth where they will send out a signal. So you've got an indwelling power source that's hooked up to your motor there. So how difficult is that as far as where do I place that? And then is there a similar difficulty with where do I put a Bluetooth that will then send the signal out so we can collect the data because some of these things you may want to collect data on as well. Yeah. So we need to think both has a battery. Even if it's a small battery, it still has. So some of them have the brain that collects the data. The brain can be like a stick, like a, I don't know, SIM card from your phone. So this is the brain, but you still have the battery. And the battery, as you know, like the mobile phones now, they're getting bigger because of the size of the battery. So you need to hide the brain, the battery. Even if you use a, a Bluetooth one, you have, to, have to, to hide the battery. The Bluetooth, I would say some of the cases is a bit difficult because you need to collect the data 24 hours. So you cannot skip and then Bluetooth can have some fails, can be cutting in. So the cables, if they are connected and on, turn it on, you work the whole battery life 
most of the battering right now, they would be, I, I don't know, about eight, nine hours, like full working. But you still have the, as I said, the battery to hide. I used to, some of the projects hide like into some pockets because you need to be very careful because this small device, even if it's very small, cannot pull out of the garment. Otherwise, you can lose or break or whatever. So I would hide this into some small pockets that can be built inside the garment, like touching the skin or outside of. This would depend on the device because some of the devices are very sensitive, cannot be touched from an external device or cannot go close to a laptop or go close to, I don't know, some aluminum. This can have some alterations. If you have a person who has who had a stroke, they use this uh, device inside of, how's the name? And that has a particular metal inside that can alterate the reception of the data. Yeah, so it would be a brace. It, Some people have little braces with the metal on them, right? On their leg, usually. Or they may yes. have something, a wrist brace, too, that could have metal. Okay. So you need to be careful about this also, because then this you can cover, I don't know, if you build a pocket, you can cover it with some um, specific fabric that blocks the entrance of the, you know, the signal of external devices. It's quite tricky, but you can do. So I would say uh, the most challenge in sense of brain and the battery is to place where they can be comfortable. In sense of a pair of trousers, like for runners or some sports person, would be quite a bit easier because most of them are running there straight. They are stand up. So if you think about a pair of trousers that the person would be sit down, then you need to replace the pocket. So it's very, very specific. Some of the, the companies, they try to achieve the whole world. But in sense of a person who had a stroke, each person had in different levels. Each person lives in different type of uh, environment. So it needs to be very specific for each niche and each, I would say, lifestyle and age is very important. As I said, a child is, is, very, is much easier to work with devices. Of course, they can pull out the cables or, you know, can be playful, but it's easier because they think they are superheroes. Elderly people can be more tricky because they do not understand what the device, the, the advantage that the device can bring to their lives. I would say it's half-half uh, <laughs> in this thing. <Okay. laughs> Are you a startup? Wearable company? Don't know where quite to go from here? Well, you have the questions, and Spectrum Ergonomics has the answers. Go to our company website at www.spectrumergonomics.com and click on 
the link wearables. There you'll find a wide variety of services and other contractors that we work with to help make your product become a reality. We're here to help you through the process of iteration to packaging and beyond. Hey, if you're a startup wearable company and you'd like to be able to get your information on this podcast, please contact me at my company website, www.spectrumergonomics.com. I'd love to be able to feature a little bit about what you're doing to let the world know about your wearable. Well, thanks for joining me at the intersection of fashion and technology. And may you wear it well.